If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You found Atomic Android Radio. Hello and welcome to In Universe, where we talk the ins and outs of all our favorite fictional universes. I'm Andrew. I'm Adam. And today we're ta- going to the extreme. We're talking about <laughs> X Men. But I can't. I can't do that again. I. I so <laughs> before before we started, and I might actually have recording of it because I don't remember when I hit pause. But uh, <laughs> Adam had to go deal with something, and uh, the whole time I was sitting here just doing that over and over wow, again. That's fun. That's fun. So um, uh, maybe yeah, so we'll we, release that. Uh, uh, in universe and atomic android are are never ones to not strike when the iron is very very cold (laughs) uh so we're talking about x-men maybe one of the least relevant marvel properties right now about fucking anything could have talked about the daredevil again and it'd be more yeah we could have talked about daredevil again or the the book of boba fett well we'll talk about that when it's over Uh, i might not watch it well i'll mansplain it to you okay all right here (laughs) but yeah we're talking about the x-men yeah i i I love the x-men fuck all of you the internet i guess you can't tell me what to enjoy and when to enjoy it (laughs) the other day i was like you know what? I'm feeling like watching Logan. It's right here on HBO or that is a good or whatever. Movie. And I clicked. And I'm like, oh shit! I fucking love of the X Men. So I went back. I I didn't crush all of them yet. I'm still making my way through them. So maybe even now is not the right time. But <laughs> uh, I, I smashed Logan. 
I smashed the trilogy X one, two, and three, and then I smashed uh, X Men Origins Wolverine today. Hell yeah, those are his qualifications. I, on the other hand, watched First Class, my favorite of the X Men movies, and nothing else. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's not true. Uh, a, A YouTuber I quite like just earlier today, day of recording, put out a his review of all of the X-Men movies up to a certain point. See, other people that. are talking about so, it then. Oh, I think yeah. this thing was like specifically like months late from when he wanted to do it. But well, what was X-Men we're, we're months here. ago? I don't know. We're good. Yeah, no, we, we could do whatever we want when we want to. And you try to stop us. <laughs> Maybe um, this will be one of those weird things. Where, like, like, I think for Daredevil 2003, we did it not knowing that. And then it was like trending on Twitter. Yeah. Not because of us or even really tangentially no, it was related fault. to us. No, we did it. Yeah, we, okay. That was us. We'll take that credit. Anyway, no, I, th- I think it happened like the day before we were doing both, yeah. Too, because, like, That's in the I episode, said, I think like... we brought it up. Whatever, X Men. So, um, we, we've talked about on this podcast, and we've talked about talking about on this podcast about how much we love pre MCU Marvel slash superhero movies. What an almost incomprehensible sentence you just said. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's pretty con. In concert, in concert. No, you're saying cons. It's comp, comprehensible. comprehensible. Okay, that's where it was. I would have been there for a while. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, we love the pre MCU Marvel universes, Uh, and one of those is the X Men sort of corner. Yeah. Look. Um. So the big trilogy of that is the Sam Raimi Spider-Man trilogy. And that yes. those are like the big one of that. X-Men 1, 2, and 3 could have been like right up there with they, Yeah. Uh, and I, X-Men 1 came out before Spider-Man. Yeah, it yeah. Sort of paved it, the way in a small way. But um, so I watched them uh, the other day. I watched X-Men 1. And I'm like, oh, fuck yeah, this movie rules. I watched X-Men 2. I'm like, oh, fuck yeah, it's little TV better. kid. Yeah. X-Men 2 is um, probably Pro- the best of that trilogy. Uh, of that trilogy, for sure. Um, One of the then, best of the whole franchise. And then I watched X-Men 3, and the beginning, like the first half of it, I'm like, wait, is this movie good? I'm liking a lot of this movie. Like, it's dealing with a lot of the... Um, uh, they they found a cure for the mutants. And yeah. Should that be used as a weapon, or should people even be allowed to choose? Like, should we leave it out there for mutants to choose to take the cure and everything? And uh, I like a lot of that stuff in it, and I was having a good time. And then Gene Gray shows Dark up, Phoenix. and I'm like, I'm like, oh yeah, Dark Phoenix. That's why this movie. Yeah, bad. that's one of the biggest things about that movie in particular, and the franchise as a whole. Stop trying to do the Dark Phoenix. I know it's like one of the most famous X-Men stories, but there are others and clearly it's not working. Uh, yeah, no, it's, I, I hope, I hope two, two is enough to show you that it's not going to happen. Are you, are you kidding me? When the X-Men eventually, inevitably enter the MCU. Oh yeah, they're proper, coming. They're going to do we Dark Phoenix. You, are you, they're not, not going to do a Dark I, Phoenix. Okay, okay, okay. I'm going to be an optimistic possum here <laughs> you know that that classic thing people know about and i'm gonna say they're not gonna do the x-men dark phoenix and um 
Uh, I'm, I'll, I'll put something on the line. Um, I will eat as much peanut butter as humanly possible. You love peanut butter. This is but a jar of peanut butter going through it. Um, if they announce uh, uh, X-Men Dark Phoenix MCU and uh, if when they do, this podcast is still a thing. We'll, we'll, still maybe we'll record it. Yeah, maybe we'll put a video. Yeah, the, I'll, I'll the put a video live stream. Yeah. a spoon and take a whole jar of like jiffy, crunchy peanut Unedited butter or whatever, and, just... and be like, he, let's see how many spoons I could get. And it's going to be like one seven. glass of milk. <laughs> Uh, that glass of milk might make it worse for me. Milk makes me bloated. Uh, fair enough. It, it helps unstick the peanut butter for me. But uh, I, I, I'm, I'm hoping it they're doesn't. They're gonna. I, they're almost, almost. I'm gonna scary. say they're not gonna. I'm gonna say they're not gonna. Uh, but yeah. Um, and uh, this movie. Uh, I, 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 because I want to think about it. I definitely the problem with the movie is. Uh, the dark that they added. Trying to dark tell two Phoenix. stories at once. And I, yeah, that's what I that's think what that I focused on. No, either of them. no, because that's what I was thinking. That's what I always thought was yeah. If they focused on either one of these, but they did focus on dark. Phoenix that's a completely different thing, though. That has a yeah. I problem. guess that's fair. Those movies, um, the original trilogy, which makes me think Star Wars, but the original <laughs> X Men trilogy. If it had only focused on Dark Phoenix, had a very good chance of being yeah, yeah, at no, least that's decent. fair. All, all the writing's still pretty good. All the characters are in it are pretty yeah. good, and I, I can't say the same with the the with pre, the, like pre a lot of the actors in yeah. the newer one are actually quite good. They're very good actors, mm -hmm. but their scripts are a lot worse. The directing is a lot worse. And just it's yeah, the, the actors, while being good, the characters aren't good. Right. Even um, though you do, and maybe we'll. This will be the the beginning of us jumping around too much, as we always do. Oh yeah, um, no. There's the, look. X Men. X Men is incomprehensible. <laughs> hey, I got it. That done. Right? Nice. That, oh. So I'm I'm watching this trilogy, and I'm like, oh man, that doesn't really make sense when you think about it. Oh, that one doesn't make sense when you think about it. These, these movies are. They don't make sense. None of them connect to anything. <laughs> Maybe they connect to the movie before it, but not even that really. Well, sometimes, <laughs> and I saw this in the video I saw, there's not even continuity between scenes. Uh, in the first one, um, at the Statue of Liberty, Storm and Cyclops are inside fighting Sabretooth uh, and Toad and Magneto and stuff. Mm -hmm. And the Magneto, Sabretooth and Toad just walk out of the building without them fighting them and they're not outside. Oh, it just disappeared. I didn't even clock that. Yeah, that's weird. Um, but yeah, these these movies, the timeline makes no sense. There's not I think even that was anything. One of the the biggest flaws in in between first class, not even it's not first class's fault, but that era and the original is they tried to make them work. They tried to make it line up, and it just it, can't. It, it just doesn't. And well, between I think. Okay, I think X-Men, First Class, Future Days of Past, and the original trilogy can make sense if you disregard the uh, flashback at the beginning of X-Men 3. I think, there's, yeah. I think there's enough there where you're like, okay, this is uh, what happened and how it happened. And you're like, okay, um, for some reason... Mystique and Charles never really talk. And... Yeah, oh, no, now that I'm thinking of the nitty-gritty of it. You know, I mean, it's just, 
it's stuff you can look past. Yeah. Like you're like, okay, uh, Professor X acts like he never met Wolverine before, even though he did. He but maybe that that's maybe that's for Wolverine's and sake maybe that was just ages ago, so he doesn't remember. So yeah, so I think if you look at it as just those movies, and it's first class, and then um, the original uh, trilogy, and then Future Days of Past goes back at and the kind end of, of it, yeah, yeah, it goes back and kind of mixes the I two. Think that can I think work. That could kind not, of work if you're trying to make it work. It can, but it, when you start adding everything like Logan and <laughs> the Dark Phoenix and what was the one after Apocalypse? Oh, well, man, they really did do Apocalypse and Dark Phoenix back to back, huh? Yeah, no breathing and, room for those two big X Men. Not even breathing room between at all. Not same breath because at the end of Apocalypse, Jean Grey has a Phoenix uncontrollable yeah. power that isn't so, brought up again. And well, because she gets a different Phoenix based yeah, uncontrollable so, power. Is it is it to be believed that she got Phoenix three times? Well, no. Presumably, the the first one is okay. That's fine. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. And then after then Days in... of Future Past, it is a slight flashpoint esque reworking of the universe. Now there is a separate new fifty two esque X Men, and that's why Cyclops, Jean, and uh, Storm, and everything their their origins are different and interplayed. That's okay. why Jubilee goes from being a student in Storm's class to a classmate with them. Yeah, like that could work, but it doesn't though. Cause like, I was watching Origins today and Origins takes place before Future Days of, no, Origins takes place after Future Days of Past. That's, yeah, that's what I, and in, so the time travel effect would have to come uh, after, Origins. Uh, which one? Origins? No, X-Men Origins, Origins. Can't take place after. Days of Future Past wasn't even like a thing. No, because he had, he before the, they go back in time in Days of Future Past. Oh, because he had the, the bone 70s. claws. Yeah, I see. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so in Days of Future Past and everything, they have uh, Scott Summers. No, does that even, because Scott Summers has two origin stories in those things. And he's, the same age but he's a different person what about what about the stuff they do in days of future past completely changes someone who's already born already like experienced their mutant gene yeah look it doesn't make sense but to be fair flashpoint does the same thing yeah but flashpoint um yeah okay flash yeah, whatever. I'm not even. I'm not even gonna try. <laughs> this isn't anymore. a flashpoint this, episode. Yeah, this uh, this isn't this isn't whatever. It's neither <laughs> here nor there, really. But there's an example of this a similar. Yeah, but flashpoint does try to explain it by him. There's a time barrier that he shatters when he goes. Yeah, through but just whatever, because they don't say that in X doesn't mean the same couldn't apply. But it's not. He's not really time traveling because. He's not time traveling. He's sending his mind back in time to his younger body. So there's no like time space continuum. It's just he's making different choices now that lead to different choices later. 
whatever. Who yeah. cares? Let's talk about the movies themselves. I'm I'm trying to try and make sense of something that doesn't. Should we go chronological film release or chronological story? Um, look, that's a question I would have loved to answer when I decided to watch in these movies. Um, and uh, we will film uh, maybe not even chronological at all. We can't do story because the story makes no sense. So why do story anyways? So uh, we'll, we'll go film or release, I guess. All right. So first is X-Men 1. I think we talked enough. I mean, that one yeah, is fun, one, but it, is not great by any means. Like, uh, yeah, it's, well, it's, it's a solid superhero movie. It's up there with like Blade and... Yeah, I'd, uh, I'd give it like a 6 to 7 out of 10. It's yeah, it's, okay. it's better than like Ghost Rider. I was going to say Ghostbusters. I don't think that's true. Um, um, there's some walkie stuff, that editing thing. The thing that always bothered me heaps where uh, Logan is on the Statue of Liberty, he jumps off and cuts. Oh, no, I love that off. shit. I love that shit. That's, That's so cool. That's How does so, that work? That's so fucking early 2000s superhero bullshit. That fucking rules. Uh, I love uh, the fucking line, my favorite line and maybe the whole series. Oh, yeah, yeah. What? everything else. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what happens when a toad is struck by lightning? He's right there with the little tongue out being pushed by wind. And ah, she's like, the same thing that happens to everything else. And then hits him with lightning. I'm like, is that a what? Did you think? Did yeah, you have that like in your back pocket? <laughs> Especially because it's two lines. <laughs> so fucking great. Uh, <laughs> right, it rules. Now, we're talking about the goofy, potentially charming, if you're that kind of guy stuff about this but some of the things that i think are genuinely very good is the casting of patrick stewart and Ian oh McKellen yeah oh as so Professor fucking X good yeah the no. chemistry they have is mm-hmm. amazing that's one of, and this is a bit more jumping around that was one of my favorite bits in uh x-men 3 was when gene kills uh Charles Xavier and uh Magneto's like being pushed back in like the room behind him and he's genuinely concerned with like yeah. how it's happening Which although is a strange bit in because in X-Men 2 he just leaves Charles with uh Stryker's boy the the other mental guy mm-hmm. um and just leaves him there to die yeah that's fair uh, but but I guess that's more of a flaw in X2 because they should have that yes. friendship because the way they see themselves, they're not like nemesis or whatever. No, no. They don't hate each other. They're fighting the same war, but they're going about it in two different ways. Yeah. They don't agree with each other, but that doesn't mean they hate each other. Right. They're based almost, I think explicitly, but I'm not sure about that, but uh, on Malcolm X and Martin Luther mm-hmm. Jr., uh, who you know were rivals of a sort, but by no means enemies. Yeah, no, I, I guess they're more enemies because they are building armies to fight yeah, each other. That's the one thing about Professor X. One, he's quite militaristic for a man who loves peace, and two, the movies as a whole, regardless of which era you're in, kind of say he's wrong. Yeah, like I, I was watching a lot of these movies. And I'm like, man, I'd probably be with Magneto on this one. In X One, I can say they're both on a sort of even footing, and Professor X, because he's arguing peace, seems more rational and better. Mm-hmm. But as these movies progress, and you get to see every single instance of humanity hates mutants and yeah, will try yeah. to eradicate them, 
Magneto's just right. Yeah, Magneto, especially, I think he has the most solid argument in uh, three is where he's talking, where they make the cure and like, oh, it's a choice to not using it as a weapon. And they're not like um, exterminating us right. or anything, or there's no buildup. And he's like, they won't exterminate us until they do. I've seen it happen. Yeah. He's, he, and this isn't necessarily just the thing for the movies, as this is just a point I took from the comics. But the idea mm-hmm. of making Magneto, Eric Lencher, a Holocaust survivor oh, is impeccable. It's, yeah. it's amazing. It, it, uh, and it's one of the things that I am concerned about uh comics does this thing where they because times change but they want to keep you in the modern day and mm-hmm. they want to keep the status quo in the comics magneto's magnetic control keeps him from aging but in the movies they obviously can't do that yeah so because actors age um so i'm very worried about say the mcu because it takes place five years even into our or several years into even our own future yeah it's only a couple right now i think it's 2023 i believe yeah 2024 so we're we're catching up because it takes time to make the movies and everything so eventually we'll catch up yeah the strange thing to me is if if and when he's brought into the mcu they kind of just can't use one of his defining and best characteristics. Yeah, unless in like ninety nine or yeah, unless you do some comic book bullshit. Well, I guess they could do if they get someone who's like not particularly old or middle age, and um, they do they do have the explanation about like he doesn't age because of his mutation or whatever, because. Uh, a lot of actors nowadays, even Patrick Stewart, they just don't they really age quite well. They yeah, they, they age pretty when well. You, when you eat so, well and you don't smoke cigarettes, yeah. like that's actors in the fifties used to still smoke a lot of cigarettes, and it, it makes you age faster. <laughs> so yeah, so if you do sort of uh, that, and you don't have these movies go on for twenty years or whatever, I think you could do that. Um, but yeah, it is it is a but point. It would be where weird I'm... if he's like a like a thirty five year old man, and it's like, no, he's supposed to be a Holocaust survivor. He's yeah, but you could get someone like I think Paul Rudd's like fifty or something, or like pushing close well, to sure, 50 sure. But he's he, not ninety seven. Yeah, but he looks like that. well, yeah, but you get the actor, you get an actor who's like middle aged, like fifty, like that, but has that youth to them. But his character is like fucking 98 or whatever. And you use that mutation explanation, even though like- That's a dumb explanation. I don't like it. Well, yeah, but- I'm willing, I'm willing to, I'm willing to cop something like that uh, if it means it keeps the whole Holocaust aspect. Well, I would rather they, they modernize that to an extent over goofy comic book you could have maybe you could have his parent like his dad or whatever you could do something like that or you could even um because i know they're because they were based on malcolm x and martin luther king jr some people have talked about the idea of both of them being black in the mcu Mm -hmm. and you could have it instead of the holocaust it's the civil rights era which is a similar time frame yeah i think it does modern day i think it does work better if um you keep because uh, Charles isn't Jewish and wasn't a part of the 
Holocaust. He doesn't see that dark side of humanity like Magneto does. So I think if you do that, you keep Charles White and you... It's so um, yeah, you could do that, but I one of the things that I really liked about in first class is the the change in that that exact uh, dichotomy of mm-hmm. you know uh, Eric being a Holocaust survivor and in his twenties killing Nazis, and then you flash immediately to Charles drinking beer in a bar in upper class England, surrounded mm-hmm. by friends. Uh, that's a great dichotomy, but one of the things that is good about it is that is it a depiction of class as opposed to race because um he's rich and lives you know in luxury and uh never had to worry about food or danger that's what's really good about their dichotomy if you make it to the point where oh one of uh the other benefits beyond uh that he can pass for human is also that charles is white like he has white privilege as well mm-hmm. it immediately is okay so yeah magneto's just completely right yeah no that's that's fair um i i do need think you need the aspect of uh magneto has gone through the darker uh right which you could still do and yeah yeah you could do it if because there were uh, you could like, be, he could well still be off. an upper class yeah there, yeah, yeah there, but um yeah, I, I don't think... That's something MC... I wouldn't be against. Um, I just think I would rather something like that than, than cheapening the Holocaust by trying to pass off. You know what I mean? Like, they, they completely sidestep that with Captain America in these movies because he is in the ice long before America even knows the Holocaust is happening. Mm-hmm. And he comes back out and he's fine. But... Because the Holocaust isn't a comic book thing. It's a real-life yeah. tragedy that happened. Trying to... Uh, messing with that with comic booky nonsense. Well, yeah, but you're not doing that. You're messing with a guy uh, uh, who's dealt with that sort of thing so he can still be around and deal with the heavy stuff that that right. brings I just with don't, it. It's I not just like... I think I'd buy that from a 35-year-old guy like that. Yeah, that's fair. Um, oh, I, I don't think he needs to be 35. I don't think anything. I'd buy it from a guy who looks as young as they would kind of have to do. One of the things that makes it work so well with Ian McClellan is that he is quite old. He mm-hmm. has that weight of time of, you know, when he rolls up his sleeve and the ink is there, that has a lot of weight. Yeah, in no, that's fair. Partially because, you know, he's clearly a Holocaust survivor because he is so old. Mm-hmm. And I just don't think I'd get that same weight from somebody who's like, even if they are 50, say, if they're trying to play somebody who has. But, yeah, but even that, e- even even all of what we're talking about might be like it's it's a null point because mutants weren't around in yes, the Holocaust that and is, everything. So you can't even really do that like they're i don't know how they're gonna explain it yeah, or i have no clue but mutants are clearly not around even if they're underground or whatever that's usually the case with in the x-men stuff like even x-men uh these movies when right, they're right, like right. earlier and whatnot they're not like a public known thing which is strange but, even in these because x or mutants have existed since at least ancient egypt yeah yeah and you'd think there'd be some record of it before the 60s yeah and they kind of touch on that with, well yeah it's I, like demigods a, and stuff yeah yeah what about in the 30s and 40s I, and the, they, the 10s back when we had cameras 
You're telling me there were no mutants in the American Civil War, say? Yeah, but that that's yeah, that's a thing in, in X-Men, but that's like ramped up even more in the MCU right, where we right, have because all yeah. these super things going on. Like why would we why would these specific uh, super people be totally ignored from this point? So whatever they do, they have to be created for like the which point is on. strange and i'm yeah. not too much of a fan of but i, well, I they I, say in in first class uh, the movie i've i watched most recently mm-hmm. so of course it's the one i know the most about right now but it also does address these sorts of things one of the big points in the movie is yeah mutants have always existed but they're pretty few and far between it's the invention of nuclear armaments and the proliferation of radiation in the atom that has brought them to the forefront that's why a lot more of them are being born um, mm-hmm. so that's why you know mutants have existed for so long but you know not to the extent that people really take notice and why they have to start taking notice now because like dozens of them are popping up every day yeah if they do if they do that sort of thing i could because um i, I thought uh because um uh there's a whole scarlet witch and quicksilver yes were created by the infinity stones that uh with the snap and the yeah opening. with the snap and they talk about how there was that massive wave of energy that came off of that that like was like a beacon on the earth or whatever that that sort of thing if they have a similar thing to or it's like the radiation and the right race but for this it's infinity energy Energy. or whatever which look well i'm not a super fan of that it would be a very convenient explanation yeah a lot of the mutant powers that don't make sense because they come from essentially yeah, no, reality warping magic. Yeah, like Scarlet, which is already is like yeah, hers is whatever. But yeah, she's not even a mutant, really. Mm-hmm. But, he, but, but like, you could go, you could yes. like go back and say that they are a mutant. They had this X gene that gave them the potential for this sort of thing. Right. Although with her, there's this weird mystical element. She was also a witch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I'm maybe more and with like I guess Quicksilver. Quicksilver was like, no, I'm not a witch. I just had the mutant. Bit. Yeah, that's a, that's what I'm saying. Uh, but then, yeah, if you do that route, like First Class does, where they're like, yeah, they were very few far between. You could have stuff where like and you could still have Charles. And... and what I would love uh because i love whenever it happens you do it doesn't have to be a whole movie maybe you do like an anthology marvel series and just have this as one of the episodes wolverine captain america and the war oh that would be neat yeah yeah i just give me like a small little short bit story of that because i love whenever it happens or whatever so if wolverine is around during that there's the opportunity for that yeah and yeah, I guess that would be the best way to have their cake and eat it too. Mm-hmm. To be fair, uh, well, I guess it would affect everybody who just existed, whether they were blipped or not. Because then you still get things like, like Haley Steinfeld's character, Kate Bishop, I guess, was like nine years old or whatever when the first Avenger movie happened. Yeah. And it took her this long to finally become of age and, you know, in the MCU proper. You kind of have to do that with every single X-Men character. Yeah, even that's make fair. them teens or whatever. Well, you could have them like you know, even that with some maybe some of them got blipped when they were teens or something. Yeah, yeah. Were younger and aged but up like, to it. You get your mutant abilities roughly around puberty. So you kind of want it's yeah. weird to give them to a full adults just out of the blue. Then it doesn't feel like mutants or something you're born with. 
it feels like an event that just gave yeah i think i think it would have to be more like the tv show x-men evolution where there's a couple of the x-men we know where they're like they're their adults they were the mutants who were around before they were staying underground and whatnot and then uh the new like all a lot of the x-men we know and everything are young age down teens and everything right. like which Rogue i think marvel wants to do and, anyway yeah that's I why think, they always bring cyclops like what is it the the time displaced five x-men the original five x-men who they brought into the modern yeah marvel comic oh it's look i'm not a huge fan of yeah no it's a thing marvel wants mm-hmm. to do everybody prefers the x-men when they're teens really yeah which i i i don't know if that's true for me i love teens i love teen mutants going to xavier school and having all that slice of life and everything but i don't need to see teen cyclops or whatever <laughs> you just don't like cyclops well yeah but cyclops but or even storm i don't need to see a teen no. storm and i, I, I actually think quite prefer when storm is. Like i think yeah I, I think adult. she's much uh, more interesting when she's like mature like when she showed up as a teen in apocalypse however i i didn't care no. like that's barely even like the character of storm but yeah there's i i think that might be you you have so maybe like it's like this sort of equation of uh when the snap the snapping happened uh he, he, and either if they were displaced or not um it affected either during puberty or pre-pubescent people a lot more uh, with this X gene or whatever, yeah. um, and then maybe if you want to do a couple of adult X Men who just get made, like I don't know if you do do that Chanley Tatum gambit they've been talking about for twenty years or I whatever. Think I'm good. Uh, look, I don't want it. I'm not asking for it, but people uh, yeah. have been clamoring it for it for ages or whatever. But yeah, you have a couple of them pop up, and then you also have the people that uh, they just sort of naturally. The act, their mutant gene has been activated or whatever uh, throughout history, and then you can have that whole. Oh well, no, I guess in MCU the demigods and stuff weren't mutants; they were Eternals or whatever. I haven't watched the movie, but I think no. that's I think that's a lot of the pushing force. No, I I don't remember if this is explicitly stated in the comics, but I know the Eternals were made to. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. 
If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Protect the big celestial baby that's in the earth. I'm pretty sure that's the plot of the movie, actually. I, I don't know. I, I heard that. that. I haven't seen it yet either. Um, but beyond that, I know there are some instances, I think it's Earth X, the one where Captain America is like blue and he's draped in the American flag. I read it ages ago. Um, But I do believe there is some statement in that, that part of what mutants are is the celestial baby manipulating the genetic code of life as basically antibodies to keep the Earth safe. I, I... Yes. Because yeah, they have celestial they do the same baby. thing with inhumans? Well, no, kind of. Celestials did that, and this is sort of just like a watering down of Eternals into the human population kind of thing. Yeah, okay. Um, so the, the, because, as far as I'm aware, Big Celestial Baby is in the MCU, you could just say that mutants have also existed for that long. Nobody yeah, but the eternal the eternals are like ten guys that didn't do anything for ages. Like, uh, well, I don't know. I didn't watch the movie, but it, it seems like they fought a lot of monsters like back in the day, like before modern society, and then they just lived their lives as people. Uh, but yeah. mutants, yeah, they're living their lives as people, but like also they're shooting lasers through. Well, schools even if and, you're just like, what if you're beat? Like yeah, you yeah, you can't exactly. Oh, poor Beak! I was hoping he would be in one of the movies. Me too. He he, ha- he hasn't showed up yet. Um, uh, yeah, no, but yeah, the movies. Uh, uh, I'm I'm curious. I'm excited to see the characters come back. Curious to see what they're gonna do and 
wary about how they're going to do it. Same. Um, I, I agree. I think but, I'm probably a bit more wary and yeah, yeah, that's scratch fair. off your your bingo card. Pessimistic about it. <laughs> <laughs> we should have a Tomic Android bingo card. Yeah, I say get, I'm pessimistic. Yeah, if people listen to an space. episode. <laughs> you get this one for free. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, let's let's move back onto the movies before we get too in the weeds on. Yeah, look, I, oh, this is uh, this episode is X Men. Yeah, not X Men. Let's talk about the comics. They're insane right now. They're, okay, so um, uh, I was oh, I I I think it's when I watched Logan. I was talking to you about it, and uh, I was like, I, I was watching the movie. I'm like, oh, the X Men are pretty sweet. Let me let me check in on my X Men friends. What are they up to? And I have no there's fucking Krakoa clue. There's still like, yeah, there's like a whole mutant like revolution type of type thing going on. Not like a like a diplomatic revolution type deal. And there they're was trying a whole Mortal Kombat bet combat esque arc where mutants fought each other and there were yeah, two different factions. There's like it, there's like a whole new X Men team going on right now which i'm not against like that that happens heaps but uh there's a lot of they kind of look like dumb shit dorks i'll tell you that that happens where everybody's wearing weird yeah is that their costumes but for the guys mostly strange outfits like they went full oh so he's 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 russian huh for for colossus (laughs) um so yeah that was weird comic books are weird right now but yeah look uh, i don't x-men I don't comics have been about. weird for yeah x-men comics long. have always been weird that they're the uncanny x-men to be they're... fair <clears throat> i don't remember who's writing them right now but i know for a time jonathan hickman was writing x-men and they were still weird but they were good yeah is very good at weird but yeah look weird doesn't necessarily mean bad like especially with the x-men it just tends to be the case yeah like onslaught is oh man why hasn't any movie tried to do onslaught saga you i what what after they went yeah let's back back let's do back-to-back apocalypse dark phoenix and then maybe next one let's squeeze an onslaught in there before i'm this so movie surprised that none of the x-men films have ever tried to do pretty not grounded but low stakes oh there's, yeah there's no x-men film where it's um, just it's like the first one well, i guess um logan is pretty low stakes yeah it's it's mostly per, high personal stakes yeah but, yeah stakes. but you want high stakes in some fashion yeah if it's low stakes you want high personal stakes otherwise it's like yeah who cares what's going on like there's no conflict but like but, one of the best parts of one of the worst x-men movies is the idea that is presented they don't even do it is when uh the Jean Grey, Cyclops, Nightcrawler, etc. They go to the mall. That's it. Oh, yeah, no. That's what I would love. Uh, and I hope if uh, uh, if they're, if they do do this in, in like X-Men and MCU, I would love an X-Men like, like TV series kind of thing? where yeah. it's like, a, it's like Slice a teen. Life, not lice. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's just like a teen. It could be like a, maybe like a romantic comedy series or like just like a teen, not sitcom isn't the word, 
I'm looking for. So like drama, um, dramedy. Yeah, dramedy type deal where it says kids going to Xavier's dealing with problems of being a teenager and a mutant teenager. I'm about to drop a reference to a show I never watched. So maybe this is the wrong reference. But give me Degrassi, but it's Xavier's <laughs> school for gifted youngsters. Dude, what's the plot of Degrassi, Adam? I, I know Drake's in it and he plays a guy in a wheelchair. So there's some uh, some connective tissue there. Yeah, okay. I'll give you that one. Hell yeah. <laughs> like, I could fact check. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I could have said anything. You wouldn't have known. You could have been like, yeah, it's a show where they're in like a, it's a comedy drama kind of thing, but um, give one me, of the kids just goes give around me shooting Zoe 101. Oh, I love Zoe 101. Actually. <laughs> yeah. That would rule. Yeah, well, like, give me, like, just give me that where they're like, go there. It's like they're out of school. They got to deal with teen school shit. But also, Rogue has to deal with the fact that she can't touch yeah, anyone like, or like have like, a relationship. <laughs> Uh, again, I'm referencing another show I didn't watch, so maybe this is wrong, but you could definitely go the, like, victorious route. Oh, well, don't give me victorious, X-Men. Don't. Victorious is very much goofy teen sitcom. Well, sure, but, like, well, isn't the premise that they go to a weird school? Like, they go to an art, yeah, they go to an art school, and sometimes they have to deal with, like, oh, there's this art presentation where you gotta get up in front of the school and sing, and yeah, give me that sort of thing where it's like, oh, fuck, I got a danger room exam coming up, (laughs) and I am totally ill-prepared. You could call it going rogue or whatever, and then rogue's the star. No, just call it Xavier's. Uh, don't give me don't give me goofy you could do comedy because comedy is great especially when you're dealing with teen shit like this i don't want to see sad cw melodrama uh x-men kids going to school everybody's like ah the world hates us our life sucks i'm gonna kill myself i don't want to see that bullshit i don't want to see riverdale but fucking oh but i think riverdale is insane I don't, I don't fucking know, whatever. Because well, I remember seeing on Twitter um, that uh, Cody, I don't remember his real name. Um, Jughead? Yeah, he Jughead. plays Jughead? He yeah. plays Jughead. He's talking about how they were in Sprouse, the show. I think, or no, Cole? Is he Cole? Cole? I thought Cody and Cole, they started the same thing, but Dylan and Zach are nothing alike. It could be the word, I don't care. Yeah, the, whatever. Jughead. Um, Jughead was talking about how they went back in time in the show uh, and he had to meet Archie's mom or something. Like, that show's insane. It has a bunch of nonsense in it. Oh, that's that's insane. I thought, like, it was insane because, like, it was connected to Sabrina the Teenage Witch and they had a witch <laughs> in, in the show, but there's time travel? Yeah, no, there's, like, <laughs> cults and time travel and, like, I think there's, like, eight different kinds of serial killers. Look, to be fair, <laughs> eight different kinds of serial killers. I don't even fair, know if I'm exaggerating. The, the, the Archie comics are, are fucking also- bomb. like he's hanging out with sonic and the predator and whatever but it it seemed like the show was like oh let's take these characters and put them in a realistic you can't do archie drama but have it be as insane as archie is i think you can just part of the comedy is how serious all of the actors are being is there comedy and is it comedic I, at all it, i don't know i've but seen Alec, how clips do you, that i've seen how do you do those clips without it being comedy how do you have jughead say i don't know if you've noticed but i'm weird i'm not normal 
I would, but that's not that's unintentional comedy. But I think it it is intentional. I don't I, look. Maybe I for sure it we wasn't. We just gotta watch started. all of Riverdale. Uh, this, that's, that's not a promise. That's not a promise I'm making. Um, but yeah, X Men. Give me a slice of life, Xavier. And then you get onslaught in the finale. <laughs> <laughs> and then you could give me you could give me um like either movies or big events or whatever big finales with like yeah we gotta go to genosis and like fight uh dinosaurs or whatever and then like you you could have movies where these characters go and deal that it's like it's like the you can what have they're doing now. Mm. It's like uh, yeah, maybe if you do it good. It's like what they're doing now, where they're like, okay, here's Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and here's a lot of them dealing with their slice of life yeah. stuff. And then in the movies, like they'll deal with like villains and that's stuff. That's the like, higher the stakes stuff. Yeah, that's the higher stakes stuff that these same characters do it. And I I could see that really working out with the Disney Plus series. Yeah, it's like it's that. just X Men Evolution. Yeah, give me X Men Evolution again, uh, but I also watch that show. I, I yeah, was thinking about rewatching. I, I think I might. I was thinking about watching uh, the X Men animated series. I'm like, maybe I want to watch X Men Evolution instead. Um, Who's your favorite X Men? After oh yeah, um, well, <laughs> X Men or Mutant? X, well, we'll start X Men, but we can. Ex- X-Men, I know, I know it's a bit of a boring answer, uh, but I love Wolverine. He, yeah. He's always fun to watch. But if I had to pick a favorite, favorite, probably be Nightcrawler. I like Nightcrawler. Nightcrawler's rad. He's got a cool power uh, and a cool design. Yeah, I love how much genetics fucked him because he looks like a fucking blue demon person with fucked and that hands isn't and really necessary that's not necessarily power. that's that's just genetics fucked him like his dad looked like a like demon beast, his yeah, mom was blue beast needs to well i guess he doesn't because sometimes he does doesn't look all beast but deep beast kind of needs to look like a beast at least his hands and feet or whatever to be beast Right. Nightcrawler doesn't need that. He just kind of got fucked. And it's funny. And I like that. <laughs> yeah. That's it's, um, it's, it's all right. I hate Cyclops. He's never done anything I've been interested in in movies or comics or cartoons or otherwise. Um I do uh, think he's pretty good in the Grant Morrison X-Men comics, but that's the only time I can even remember uh, being slightly uh, interested. I do remember being intrigued. And thinking uh, it was interesting when they got Ready Player One kid to be uh, uh, young uh, Scott because he could have you see that kid could give personality and um, yeah. that's that's the thing that uh, Scott uh, Scott Summers is severely missing. But um, no, he's like he will, I guess he's maybe to, one of the worst offenders. Yeah, he's like maybe one of the least personality based Scots. Like at least. X Men one like at least James Marsden is goofy, and yeah, like a dork. He, he definitely thinks he's way cooler than he is. Yeah, and that's part of it. Yeah, like, he is a dork. Like at least that's something. Yeah, no, that's fair. Um, but yeah, uh, my favorite. That's my favorite. Before we get into my favorite X Men and least favorite X Men, uh, my favorite depiction of Scott Summers is in I think it's X Men Origins, where he's just a kid who gets knocked over and blows up his school. 
That's yeah, no, I, I, I liked it when he showed up in that. I think that might be my favorite of the movie Scott Summers is because yeah. I was watching that early. And yeah, he's like, okay, he's like a little douchebag in the back of the class. And the, the teacher's like a real asshole to him for some reason. She's like, oh, why are you wearing those sunglasses? And if the sunglasses are special, like ruby tinted sunglasses or whatever, how did this random kid get them? Whatever. But uh, uh, she's, yeah, she's like, oh, why are you wearing your sunglasses? And he's like, oh, I got a headache. Uh, they're helping with my headache. And she's like, oh, then you could wear them in detention, asshole. I'm like, oh, yeah, well, geez, what the fuck? And then, like, yeah, he goes and then Sabretooth shows up and fucking knocks him down or whatever and he tears a school in half. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> this kid's all right. Um, uh, yeah, that's my but, favorite version of, of Cyclops in these movies. Yeah, I uh, know. It, it very well might be for me. Now, uh, my favorite X Men is probably Rogue. Oh I yeah, like I love Rogue. I love Rogue a good bit. I, I think she's got the coolest powers. He's got the yeah. coolest power. She's got the biggest. So there's a, the, the line in X Men Three that I it makes me hate Storm so much. <laughs> or oh, yeah, yeah, I know this line. Where, where Rogue is talking about the cure, she comes into it like they're talking about. She comes into it and she's like, "Oh, do you think it's true? Do you think she has a cure?" And Storm goes. No, they don't have a cure because there's nothing wrong with you. And yeah, it's easy to say that, asshole. And yeah, I control the weather. I can shoot lightning yeah, at I'm people. I'm basically a pagan. I body. literally can't touch anybody. I don't have the sensation of human touch anymore. That's something taken away from me. Because if I do, I kill the people I love. Yeah. Shut up, Storm. Like the the mutant cure and the mutant, like even being able to suppress that thing should be something so meaningful to Storm. Like that should be or something rogue, yeah. uh, to, to Rogue. And everybody else looks at her like she's, like she's an she's, asshole. Yeah, like she's a traitor. Or like a yeah. Like she's just wrong. And no, she's got a genuine point. Yeah, no, she, she kind of Although, deserves that. And I hate that The cure X-Men... in that movie does work on physical mutations. What happens if you gave one to Beak? Uh, I think you just become normal because it works on Beast. Well, that's it what I mean. It, it definitely works. So on I think them. I think it, he just like becomes his a bones normal guy. Are hollow. Well, yeah, I think his is he bones like a get werewolf just and... shift and break and get back to normal. Pro- probably something like that. What about yeah. Blob? He's fat, but like being fat is not necessarily part of his power. So if you take away his power, oh, yeah, I I think he has a heart attack <laughs> because he died. Yeah, because yeah. Blob. Blob has a mutation and also got fat. Right. So being, I, part, I think at least sometimes part of his mutation is that it's much easier for him. Yeah, to get and it, and I think his mutation is keeping him like a, a living, living person. Life. Yeah, and, and like he's actually able to move and exist, being this fat with his mutation and everything. But yeah, I think with him, you hear Blob, he's still fat and dies. That's rough. That's rough for Blob. That's not a cure. That's a death sentence in a needle. Yeah, but that's I, the people didn't care in the movie. They were shooting. There was one guy who was hanging. He was like, he was like a toad guy or whatever. He was sticking to the bottom of like a watchtower, and one guy shoots him and hits him, and he stops. And you see him drop. You don't see what happens to him, but he's dead. <laughs> he died. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess it, it was like a little mini war going on. Yeah, um, so murder the loud. 
Yeah, um, so it's fine. But yeah, I do wish in these movies we got to see more of Rogue, especially because at yeah, the I, end I, of three, I do, uh, yeah, I, she, I she cures she, herself. Yeah, she cures yeah. herself. And I do kind of miss, because it is the case in the first one, Rogue is kind of the main character. Yeah. She's Her and Logan that, share that spot. Yeah. But she is one of them, and that becomes less and less throughout the movies. I guess it's because her power is kind of OP. Mm-hmm. But, like... I yeah, like, she was the her. main plot point of X-Men 1. Like, Magneto was going after her. Right. Um, and yeah, uh, and X-Men 2, she was still kind of important. She still had a lot to do with like her relationship with um, um, Logan and like uh, like he, this uh, like parent type relationship, right. like this protective thing he has over her. And in three, it's just, yeah, she's kind of having problems with dating Bobby or whatever because she's jealous that Kitty can touch him. And I do like in X-Men 3 how they have Kitty Pride as kind of an important yeah. character. I love Kitty Pride. She's one of my favorite actors. Yeah, she or her too. The young ex-women, oh I guess they're not always young, but when they are are kind of my favorite they like tend to be my favorite. Jubilee Kitty Pride and Rogue are some of my favorite. Uh, Not huge on Jubilee. I, I like Jubilee right. a lot, uh, especially in like when she became um, a vampire. Yeah, well, that too. But especially in like uh, deep cut for those you play along, you know. <laughs> but especially in like the vampire. animated series, yeah, uh, her in that. and I do really like um, with her power. A lot of the times, there's an interesting thing where hers is the one power you could see grow from being a useless kind of useless press power to nonsense. yeah to shooting off fucking giant colorful missiles at people and everything where as most people start off they start in a really good place and then sometimes they'll get mutated or like an apocalypse horseman or a phoenix force or an onslaught where their power gets pushed to the max right. or it's, but you don't really see other than her where it's yeah i got a useless bullshit power but through her through training, working it and training she becomes a confident x-men yeah and that's a, that's one thing i really like about jubilee now favorite mutant uh all, all in all who, who's that three two you? one toe three two one beak <laughs> Beacon, <laughs> give me a movie where it's Beacon Toad. Yeah, Beacon Toad, Buddy Cop. I like that because it's Toad's sad to useful. say. Yeah, it's sad to say, but Toad is just kind of way more. Well, Toad has almost the exact same power set as Spider Man. Well, he's, yeah, he's sticky. He's kind of strong. He's got a tongue. Quite agile. But compared to any other X Men, he's not, he doesn't, Spider Man's way competent because he's so strong. Uh, Toad isn't doesn't really have that, and when you compare it to other X Men mutations, it's like yeah, okay, you're a gross little fuck who hops around. But when you compare that to Beak, he's kind of but a Beak's god. The brains. Yeah, Beak's the brains of the situation. You have the brains Toad's, and the muscle. Toad's a dumb shit. And then yeah, and Beak is his default face. So did. Storm killed Toad when she hit him with lightning because he, uh, I don't think he shows up after that. No, wait, uh, he shows up in the later movies, I think. Doesn't Does he? he? When I don't what later he doesn't show up in three. I'm pretty sure he doesn't show up in two. No, I'm uh, thinking he somehow existed in the 70s, uh, as a fry cook. 
He's there. He, he looks yeah. older and grosser. Okay. But yes. See, so, how does time travel affect that? What is what is him sending back his mind back know, in Toad, time? Make maybe Toad it was born Toad guy. sixty years. Maybe it was Toad's dad. Yeah, Toad's dad. Toad again. Yeah, uh, Bullfrog. <laughs> um yeah but uh I, I i love me some toad um i think magneto is one of my favorite yeah i love uh, magneto as a villain in general yeah. i will say the movies kind of need to stop using him yeah no that's fair every um, single x-men movie i think the x-men trilogy was really good because fine. it was it was charles versus magneto in those situations and then x-men first class is good, uh, is good because it best. sets that up it, right. it, like it's but even in the original ones the first one is fine but like even in the second one striker is a pretty good villain he's quite menacing he's quite well thought out and then magneto's also there yeah then, that's fair but for the third one like with I with the Dark Phoenix. Uh, That's thing, the thing. It not when it's different. Get rid of the Dark Phoenix. Yeah, but the third one with them both sides dealing with the mutant here. That That's very. Yes. It's That's very good. good. Very interesting thing to watch. I just think it because it happens in almost every single one. Stop having it. Big problem, but also Magneto's that a second. Yeah, no, because right, that's the that's the problem with uh, Future Days of Past. That's a problem. X Men Apocalypse and X Men Dark Phoenix all have that. Yeah, they all have it, that. It's bad, and you know the one movie that doesn't have that that's really good. Logan Magneto's yeah, nowhere in that there. shit. Uh, that movie is really good. Yeah, too. no, I fucking I I fucking love that. I was watching that. I'm like, man, this is probably just like not even being a superhero movie just like oh, one of my favorite movies yeah james mangold does a great job um in the directing of that movie in ways that i don't think like even in probably my favorite first class you don't see first class is quite well directed but it's very much trying mm-hmm. to evoke comic book yeah directing stuff but Logan yeah. is 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 going for something with a lot more depth to it, and it really comes across. In, in yeah, it, even even to the point where he calls out the comic books being right. a thing in the movie, where he's like, "Yeah, these are these big wacky adventures or whatever didn't happen, even though it kind of did. A lot of them did. Yeah, but do, he was like, I a lot like, of it's it's quite heavily implied that Scott wrote those comics." And that's why he's the team leader in all of them. When does that get in play? I like that, but I don't remember that ever. Oh, I remember reading about it. But yeah, it's it's implied that Scott is the guy who writes them, and that's why he's in charge. Yeah, um, I I I think that's a good beat. I don't remember anything that really hints towards that sort of thing. But maybe that's just a fan theory, and that's a yeah, pretty good fan theory. Like it's good head cannon. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty good. Uh, I, and that's why Wolverine looks like a dumb shit dork or whatever. And why he's so small. <laughs> he's so small. Yeah, that, uh, yeah, I like that. <laughs> it's like, he's like he's like, what if I made Wolverine like five two? Yeah, no, he's drawing all the X Men. He draws Wolverine like his normal. I know he's small in the comics. So blah blah blah. His mm-hmm. normal height. And he's like, no. He's too tall. Make him smaller. <laughs> Make him uglier. How, how would how would Colossus throw him if he wasn't small? Put several uh, lines of dialogue in the early X Men comics of people explicitly saying he smells like shit. 
I like it. I like that. I like the idea of um, the fastball special too, because in the movies, it's way less demasculating than it is in the comics. <laughs> because in the movies, Colossus grabs him by like the collar and like the uh, I think like his belt or whatever spins around and throws him. In the comics, Wolverine crouches up they like a ball. ball. Uh, Colossus like reels him back and tosses him forward. <laughs> So the idea of Scott making it like, yeah, oh, it's, like, it's, not, it's, cool. it's not cool. It's not as cool as you think. Oh, I could have been fastball special. <laughs> yeah, what? You get thrown and blast the whole way? You like have to fucking, your, your whole oh, thing God. is like taking a shot, aiming, well, looking at something and pressing a button. It's hard to keep your eye on something specific when you're being hurled through the air. <laughs> But yeah, that's that's X Men for you. Yeah, I think that'll do us at least this time on X Men. Um, we we do look. I could have probably gushed about Logan for a while, but that's a maybe whole, we'll do a Logan specific maybe. episode. Uh, I, I I love. love I could have gushed heaps more about uh, First Class, but I yeah, won't. Yeah, um, I do really love the beat. Uh, that in Wolverine, an X-Men film I like, it's not one of the best, but... Um, oh, it, The Wolverine or whatever? Yeah, The Wolverine. Um, uh, but there's the beat in that where they mention that he'll die with his heart in his hands. You yeah. think it's going to be literal, and then when he dies, he's holding the hand of Laura, and I'm like, oh, man. They, I was watching that death scene, I'm like, oh, fuck, this uh, is killing me. Yeah, uh, I love the repeated use of the movie Shane as a, a, a bit of thematic work. Mm-hmm. Using another movie as your theme can feel sometimes in, in less well-made craft as a bit of a shortcut, a bit of a, mm-hmm. hit, a, bit of a crutch. Um, but in this, it's used to masterful effect. Uh, and in, you know, instead of a eulogy, she just repeats the line from Shane, you know, there are no more guns in the valley. Yeah. It's great. I love it. I love and, West and, and, yeah, and, and, it might be a bit over the top or whatever, but I love the bit at the end of there when they're all walking away and she takes the cross and she puts it on his side because he wasn't a religious man, but he was an X-Man. And that'll yeah. do it for us. Yeah, I think on that note, we have to stop. on that fucking genius line i wrote yeah that (laughs) that quote you can get down Uh, look if we ever if we ever watch uh if we ever do a commentary on uh x-men logan i will repeat that line (laughs) i'm like oh fuck why did i say something about religion or whatever x-man x-man if you're listening to it you should write it down. It'll be important later. This is like in a video yeah. game where you get an important piece. Yeah, of you should have had a butterfly pop up saying, uh, "Whoever listener you are will, will remember, remember that. that." Enter listener here, Jonathan Jacobo will remember. The guy from Scooby Doo <laughs> yeah. too. That guy, he's listening. Uh, Eric anyway, David. We said we would end on that note, but we're still rambling. <laughs> man if you want to send, email us that line so we don't forget you can do so <laughs> at the atomic email at gmail.com or you can hit us up on one of our um social medias um i forgot i don't uh, maybe i forgot because i don't do the twitter one you do the twitter one. uh, uh you can follow us on twitter at atomic androids or on instagram at atomic android 2020 
Okay. Um, oh, happy new year. Oh. This oh, yeah. Is, yeah. We're recording this before the new year. Yeah, it's uh, it's a couple days before the new year. This will come out after the new year. Uh, happy new year, guys. Yeah. Welcome yeah. to an entire oh, new year. New year's resolution. We should do that. Um, to be fair, we should have done it on, what is it, Hawkeye? We should have done it on that. The one why? before the new year? You oh, well, yeah. No, you have your resolutions on the new year, and then you try to work towards them as that new yeah, year progresses. Right. So, so um, I, I'd like to get this podcast to uh, a one-year anniversary. Yeah, that would be nice. We we want to go keep going that long, I guess. Yeah, um, <laughs> maybe we we have some new ideas of what to do on this uh, sort of thing for the few people that care. Maybe we'll get some of those out. Maybe we'll do some video content. Yeah, uh, video content. Maybe we'll do different Finally style get to of see podcasts. Our beautiful maybe. faces. Um, they're not great, so don't yeah, get they're excited. They're not great. They're both. Keep your expectations pretty low. Here, here's an expectation you can have. Both of our heads feature a, a shape. shape. Yeah. Uh, one of the basic shapes of uh, kids. And <laughs> that's why it'll be. Oh, here, here, here. I'll come out and say one of our heads is a circle, one is a square. You guess which one is I think is we've where. given that up before. I uh, want to say it's in Spider Man 1 comment. Then, then, yeah, maybe if you're. Oh, yeah, we talked about how bad our heads would look yeah. in a Spider Man And so maybe if you're a true fan, you know which one is which. Um, But yeah, that's the kind of thing that'll make it incredibly easy for fan art of us you draw one shape and you draw the other yeah like we're ever gonna get fucking fan art someone's gonna be listening to us talk about bullshit and like you don't put in this effort i'm saying it is you don't put in much um thanks for listening and we'll see you uh, next week she's screaming i don't know if it's an important screen. Um, yeah, but uh, we'll cut that bit out. Uh, but yeah, thanks for listening and we'll see you guys next week. Um, Bye. Bye. Happy New Year. You didn't say your Happy New Year. I didn't. Oh man, this would be very uh, sad if I'm right here doing a bad X-Men. And Adam went off and got got by a ghoul or a home intruder. Oh, now I'm actually worried he's been fucking got by a, a, a fucking home intruder. I don't know if he took his phone with him. I don't know if I could text him. Why am I talking like people are listening? Oh, I guess I technically am recording. Huh. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. 
For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on.